2: Welcome to Loose Lips with me, Porgy Jota, and the wonderful Sharon Carpenter. Welcome! <laughs>
1: Hooray! Georgie, I love the the surprised gasp at the beginning. Like you didn't realize you're about to tape a podcast. <laughs> Sharon, what are you doing with the microphone? It's, it's
2: something like I do in my general speaking, right? Which I've, I think people we know where people like imitate you or do it, they go, oh, hey, hey, and that's what people do about me. And I'm like, I don't do that, do I? But I've I've come to realise that I do gasp and breathe a lot, and it and it's quite irritating and annoying. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. Is there anything that like you get irritated by about yourself that you just like, oh.
1: I probably don't even realize half the annoying things that I do, but I know one thing that I used to do in the past. Mm. which is use those filler words, right? The ums yeah. and the, you know what I mean? And the likes and the uhs. And I remember doing this one interview. It was with a British publication. I can't remember which one, but I watched it back. I was thinking, yeah, I killed that interview. I slayed that interview and I watched it back and it was horrible. All <laughs> oh, these no. filler words in there, and I was with yeah. a, a publicist I was working with who told me how fantastic I was. I was like, "Why didn't you tell me?" I think a lot of people don't realise because in everyday life we use a lot of filler words, but mm. for me when it's supposed to be like a proper full on, you know, formal interview, that's not the road Uh, I want to go down. So I've, I catch myself now, it's very easy to sort of slip back into the very informal uh, way of talking. But I I tried to catch myself there.
2: Yeah, well, that's good. At least I never noticed you ever do it. I feel like I'd never seen this. Now I'm gonna look out for it. And I'll be like, probably because I've practiced. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I think I think because I've practiced not doing it the more you practice the better it is I'm I'm gonna start practice breathing I'm going to not yes. read anymore. <laughs> don't pass out on <laughs> us, Georgie. But it's something that I realized because I interview a lot of people. And mm. so I realize how many filler words they use when I'm trying to edit things together. Oh, it's like, no, yeah. I've got to get rid of those ums. I've got it. You've said, you know what I mean? About 15 times in oh, one sentence. Yeah. I've got to chop that out. So you realize it's something that a lot of people do just you know, as, as relaxed as we are when having conversation, right?
2: Yeah. No, you know, some people do have like a rep- oh do you ever like get people when they go she turned around and said this and he turned around and said that that's like a really old one to use but it's like people just spinning around in conversations like what why did they all turn around and do that
1: wait it's spinning at- now no. i have no idea what you're yeah, talking
2: when, about some people like yeah like maybe it's a norman thing like some people like when they go he said and she said and he said yeah. this and some people go well he turned around and said this and then you'll never guess and like sometimes the describingness of the way people spoke is more than what they actually said.
1: So no and one I, actually spun around.
2: Nobody spun around. It nobody just came out
1: of their mouth. No one like did a twirl.
2: Yeah, and, and you know, like <laughs> the way that the things are described is like maybe people just speak normal rather than. And then she was like
1: you know, and this, and I mean, obviously. you oh, are you make- going to be listening to the story though? Like with yeah. your grasp, I think add something to it. Cause it's like, <laughs> oh wow. Like Georgie's really into the story here. Like she's really surprised totally by, true. you know, what's going to yeah. happen next. you are going to be introduced by each <laughs> other. So <laughs> <laughs> really it's just like a breathing dysfunction. <laughs> yeah
2: breathing through my mouth rather than my nose mm. really I should learn how to breathe through
1: my nose but I don't <laughs> it's funny you know I'm a mouth breather as well I, I'm uh, yeah. a <laughs> the mouth breather do you want to know the best thing about being a mouth breather <laughs> yeah, yeah please, please you don't have then to don't smell reduce. everything around you yeah that's good that's a good tip yeah that's good to know actually yeah like the foul odors that you might come across
2: in everyday yeah. life <laughs> and also Even you breathe out to... more you must yeah. like because you know when you like learn to breathe. I don't think I use the full capacity of my lungs you know going into breathing actually do you think you do <laughs> no i don't
1: because they say that you're supposed to breathe in a certain way especially when you're giving speeches or when you're singing and it's supposed to come from the diaphragm and you know, and especially when i'm exercising i know for a oh, fact i'm not breathing the way i'm same. supposed to breathe which is why yeah. i get so out of breath when i'm on the treadmill
2: yeah i agree i literally hold my breath for ages and then i'll be like <gasps> afterwards and think oh that wasn't or even in yoga when they teach to breathe I literally just go
1: (laughs) that's me when I'm taking a photo when someone's taking a picture of me I'm like I hold my breath and it's like all right hurry up and take it damn it we grew two inches then both of us yeah Yeah, Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely not the world's best breather, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why it's going to be difficult for me to be able to swim as well. Holding my breath, I'm not so good at that.
2: No, you see, Sharon, I did a really, really showy off thing when I went with the boys to a swimming pool. I held my breath the whole pool from the wow, yeah, from the deep end to the shallow end. I didn't think I was going to do it, but I really needed to show off. And once I do something, I really have. To win and then Ollie and his son were both trying to do it as well but they couldn't do it and I was just like, <gasps> <laughs> like I almost passed out just to show oh, off oh my gosh and how many
1: seconds would you estimate that was
2: oh I reckon I've as long time it was too long to be honest I literally I shouldn't have done it because afterwards I just was really gone I couldn't breathe
1: oh. <laughs> Don't do any harm to yourself, Georgie. Don't no, do any harm to yourself. No, I'll be doing that again. That was a once in a lifetime <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Speaking of breathing and relaxation, I, I've i had the worst insomnia lately, Georgie. Oh. I don't know what is going on. It might be because, you know, I'm in this new space. Mm. I don't feel like I've really had a great night's sleep since I've been here. Since. You're not the, you're not the best sleeper. I'm not the best sleeper anyway. And so last night mm. I was up till at least like 5 6 o'clock in the morning just tossing and turning and then i was hot and then i was cold uh, and then my cat's at the end of the bed so i don't want to accidentally kick her so i'm like you know all curled like, up like uh, uh, on the edge of the bed about to like roll off cuz the cat's uh, taking up the the bigger portion of the bed. Then I start, all this stuff starts racing through my mind. It's like, it's 5am, just shut up, just shut up. You think you're overthinking everything and you think you've got too much
2: going in. Do you ever write down your thoughts? No, and maybe I should. I used to do this like when I was younger. And if I was Mm -hmm. up at night, I'd get a really cool pen that glides across the page. (laughs) I'd get a really thick pad that was like all like luscious to turn over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like
2: really cool to just write. And then you just start, you turn your light on, you sit up in your bed, and you just start writing and going like literally anything. You go, okay, I can't sleep. Why can't I sleep? And you know, and you just start writing your thoughts out. Then you're either writing pages and pages and pages until the point where you go, I can't bother. I'm tired now, and you <laughs> put it all out of your head. Then it's not being thought about inside your brain anymore because it's just on paper. I am gonna try that.
1: Hopefully, I, so. I sleep tonight. But if not, I'm gonna try that because. I probably, first of all, I don't write anymore. So I just type on my notes uh, section no on, my, on my iPhone. No, you've got the phone light still going and you're still like, you know, you're this. Right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And they say that backlight on the phone light is the worst. Mm. You know what I did do at the beginning of the year? I don't know if you're into manifesting. And I am. Thing. I think we've talked 100%. a bit about this. Yeah. But I did write a letter to the universe. Good, and good. I wrote a letter to the universe from the perspective perspective of, tw- I'm in 2023 now, thanking the universe for everything oh. that was brought to me in 2022. And you know, a lot of that stuff has come true already.
2: It's wow. pretty crazy
1: how much, yeah. yeah. So you, you write your letter and then you just read it over and over and over, three times a day for at least yeah. the first month, three times a day. I mean, at a certain point for me, i mine was quite a long letter so i just read it out on my voice notes on my iphone so i could just listen to it so i can listen to it when i'm at the gym so i can listen to it when i'm walking down the street and i don't have to sit there and actually read it yeah and it's pretty crazy how much stuff (gasps) has come true you have to be
2: very specific though don't you because some things can just kind of miss you
1: yes And I think you talked about that before, how you sort of have to be careful what you wish for, right? You do have to be specific. And one of the things that I had down was, I don't know if you know the Webby Awards, but it's like a big internet awards over here. And it was like. I want to win. I want a telly award for my Instagram live show. I want (gasps) to win a Webby Award. And I got a Webby Award honor, like, last week. Well, I saw this. Yeah.
2: Well, congratulations. And it was from what you did COVID and how, like, you
1: come up with this yourself, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's for, it was for my Instagram live show, Let's Go Live, which is a celeb interview show, which we must get you on, Georgie. Oh, we have um, to. We're going to do that soon. We're going to do that soon. But it was for that. But it was one thing. It's something I wanted to achieve. And then I got like an honor from them, which was really, really special. But, that but yeah, brilliant. it just goes to show it's crazy how much... Manifesting and sometimes way. you
2: don't believe it'll happen, but you just do yeah. it, and you have to yeah. reach for the top, don't no, you? Just go, yeah.
1: Reach for the top and really try as hard as you can to believe, 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 and feel good when you're reading over that letter. Feel good and watch, you know, guys, do it, try it, and then come come back to us and let mm. us know because I really do wholeheartedly believe in it. All right, so let's move on. Speaking of reading, to our first news story <laughs> um, of this week, so. Arika oh, Johnson, you might have heard about this. She's hating on a Chanel toting Dominic Calvert Lewin. And sorry if I messed your name up and heel wearing Harry Styles. Where have all the men gone? She's asking. Well, we might love some lazy men. Apparently not everyone is picking up. What the chic lads in blouses are putting down. Eureka <laughs> <laughs> <Lurica laughs> Johnson. Uh, she shared her two cents after Everton striker Dominic Calvert uh, Lewin owned the latest cover of GQ Hype in a jumpsuit and holding a Chanel handbag, which turns out is not just designed for women. Asking where have all the men gone, aurica also mused on former One Direction singer Harry Styles' penchant for a ruffle or a stacked boot, writing he had always been such a macho, naughty boy draped in tattoos and suddenly he's turning up in heels. I don't quite understand the point. Aurica said, I'm going to sound like a dinosaur when I say this doesn't sit easy with me at all. Let's be clear, it doesn't repulse me in any way. It just gives out a strong message of ambiguity towards their sexual identity. Uh, and suggest that they're not strictly either female or masculine. Wondering what donning a dress does for men, she wrote, I love a masculine man. That's just me. It doesn't ever have to be at the expense of him being in touch with his feminine side. Why can't men just be comfortable being basic, ordinary men? Uh, Why are they so fixated on being so overtly feminine? After all, uh, that's what they have us ridiculous women for harry previously (laughs) shared her thoughts on gender fluid dressing after he caused quite the stir rocking a dress on the cover of vogue us in 2020 remember that and he told the publication clothes are there to have fun with and experiment with and play with i go and shop sometimes and i just find myself looking at the women's clothes thinking they're amazing it's like anything anytime you're putting barriers up in your own life you are just limiting yourself Mm, Eureka, well, she admits she sounds like a dinosaur. Georgie, what are your thoughts?
2: I feel like there's so many things I want to say on this. I don't know where to begin. Let's start with Eureka. So I just don't think she's doing herself any favours here, saying that men should be basic and women are ridiculous with how they dress is what I kind of got from this. And Mm. I feel like she's really limiting herself there. I think she thinks we're all thinking this, and I feel like we've gone past this stage of, like, I mean, I speak for myself. I feel like mm. men are just doing this now, and we, we're not really second. We're not going. Oh my god, where's all the men? I feel like mm. it's just kind of happening. When I was a bit younger, I think when men sort of started to have little clutch bags or something, and like, like the Mercers, the man, like they had their little yeah. like Louis Vuitton things with their like the you know like footballs were walking on with the football, like their wash bags and stuff. At first, I thought, oh, what do they have in there? Like I thought, why? Wow. <laughs> Why are they carrying a little thing? And I just thought, do you know what? It it makes way more sense. They just don't want to carry a big old backpack if they've got something little in. And it kind of made more sense that men were carrying, like, bum bags on the beaches and stuff. And, you know, they were all – and they were all manly. They weren't, you know, flamboyant. They all looked cool with it. They were like Louis Vuitton things, Gucci things. And I thought – These men have just come up with this for common sense and
1: they're rocking it. Yeah. Probably tired (sighs) of losing all that money by sticking it in their back pocket. Because yeah, that, yeah. the amount of money I know that guys have lost, sticking that money in their back pocket oh. or sticking their keys yeah. in their jeans and then they fall out. And there, was, and
2: there was a time of like really skinny jeans. And obviously, you know, they've got big bulges across their like thighs, like odd little squares. Maybe they <laughs> just want to put <laughs> it in one little place where it's secured next to their chest. And maybe they just want to put it in a Chanel bag eventually. maybe that's Maybe that is the next step. It just takes one or a few men to just start it off. And then it sort of yeah. becomes normal, I think.
1: Well, I, I mean, I'll be completely honest. I didn't think that I would be attracted to a man wearing mm. a dress, a full on dress until I saw Harry Styles. I agree. <laughs> I'm like, Harry, I agree. Harry yeah. can rock absolutely anything. Uh, yeah. Harry has become this style icon, right? Since leaving One Direction, since the group split up. Yeah. The others haven't. Harry has, because he is willing to take those chances. And, you know, I love the fact that there are icons out there who are, you know, ready to push the boundaries, ready to, to blur the lines, ready to make us sort of rethink, okay, what is feminine and what is masculine? Because Harry Styles can rock a dress and is still very masculine to me yeah. and the feminine side of that is, is still attractive because no one wants someone who, well, I don't, who's just 100% pure masculinity and, you know, sometimes toxic masculinity that can come along with that. It's always nice to have a guy who's somewhat in touch with his his feminine side. Uh, now that's Harry Styles and he's exceptionally hot. Yeah. Um, If, you know, I was going out with sort of an average looking guy and he turns up, you know, in a mini skirt and heels and he's looking better than I am in it. You know, his dress is better than mine. I don't know how much I'm listen, you know, I might not want to date you. I'm going to (sighs) want to hang with you. You know, let's go out. You know, let's go out. I have a friend who every time I go out with him, doesn't matter what I'm wearing no one cares no one's even looking at me when I'm out with him like (laughs) he is just so stylish he's just so cool he can throw on anything and just make it look so hot and fabulous that we literally get stopped on the street every time I am out with him so and I love that so you know I might not want to date a guy who often rocks dresses but I mean, if if my guy wanted to try it, you know, once or I'd, I'd I'd support that or a couple of times, we can see where it goes. But I don't want to be in competition with you over, you know, who's got who's the best legs, <laughs> the
2: most the most layered skirt. Who has got yeah. the best?
1: Yeah. What would I... you do if Ollie turned up in a <laughs> in a mini skirt, heels <laughs> with date night? Oh uh,
2: yeah. I, personally, I would be like what are you doing? I think (laughs) because I know him so well, I would be like, what this is, that's, this is, what is this? I have dated a guy before that really did used to dress flamboyantly. And it was Mm. like, like open shirts and like all these things where I just thought, I just don't know what this attention is you're trying to get here. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I to go, can we oh, okay. But that was him. That was cool. And I liked it. And then I was like, okay, that's gone. And now, yeah. now I love Ollie's style. Like I love his, the way he dresses. Yeah. That is a part of me that is, I'm, I'm attracted to him about the way he is Like, there was some zip-up tops I didn't like, so I got rid of them. Thank God.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He didn't know you. You went into his closet and, like, ditched the closet. He doesn't
2: doesn't know where they are. He doesn't even
1: know to this day.
2: (laughs) So, (laughs) he he buys me cool things as well. (laughs) (laughs) On, like, Harry Styles dressing, all those outrage. the more, he's like a rock star as well. Like, he is that kind of, that theme of life and I think that's kind of like a bit more expected it's like a bit Mick Jaggery
1: isn't it it's like you sort of exactly exactly a bit more fluid with the with the style of dress I'm I'm like you I'm very the way a man dresses is really important when it comes to how attracted I am to him. yeah the guy is wearing ill-fitting clothes if your <sighs> clothes if your jeans are too baggy like that kind of thing and I'm not into the the wide leg pants I'm, I'm I mean, I barely like them on women, to be honest, let alone mm. on, on guys. So I'm very particular about what I like. You know, it's stylish but comfy and effortless. And I I had this boyfriend, speaking of your boyfriend, who would go take things to the next level with the way he dressed. I had a boyfriend who he would really think out, you know, sometimes for days, what is he going to wear to this particular event? And if it was sort of this very formal kind of a function, very sort of high-end then he would rock, like, some street wear and some hip-hop gear because he wanted to stand out. And mm-hmm. then if we went to some sort of a hip-hop party, then he would wear a suit because, again, he wants to stand oh. out. And I'm just like, okay, this is a little – clever but I'm just like why do you want to stand out so badly and surely Mm. the personality like let that lead the way or you know why does it have to be like a whole thing every time we we go and that's fine but I don't know if that was necessarily for me because I'm someone who you know unless I'm like hitting a red carpet or something it literally takes me like 15-20 minutes to get ready like I'm not taking as long as, as this guy was taking to get ready
2: yeah yeah I mean I yeah I, I sometimes don't really take that long to get ready if I've got like thoughts in my head what I'm gonna wear or what's gonna happen and I'm just like yeah I've, I've got
1: it I'm ready it's done there it is yeah. ready low maintenance. There was another guy who I was, this is when I was quite young and I was hanging out with this guy who was beautiful. I mean, he was absolutely gorgeous. And I remember he was over at my house and he got a little stain on his t-shirt, on his white t-shirt. It was a tiny little stain. This man did not want to leave. My hat. I want to get him out. No. But he did not want to leave because he had a stain on his t shirt. A little tiny stain on his white t shirt. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. This is just a little too much for me. (laughs) We need. You're not supposed to be the high maintenance one. Yeah.
2: No. There's too much at stake in life than to just get stressed about a little ketchup on your.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Let's relax. But uh, I'll I I will say this. I think the. I think we can be hard on the older generation sometimes for some of the, for the way that they think about things. Mm. And I think sometimes that's definitely called for. But I think we also have to be understanding of the fact that, okay, when we get to a point we've grown up a certain way and then things change and we're much older and we're trying to get used to And we're to- like, what's, what's this? <laughs> yeah. what, what's this? <laughs> I think a lot of us might be in that same position. So as long as she's not discriminating against, she's not bullying, anything yeah. like that she can she can have her own thoughts so yeah those are our thoughts on the matter let's take a little break and georgie you've got something in store for us when we come back You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and ACAST. Just search for paranormal activity with Yvette Fielding.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen
2: intensely here we are (gasps) okay so we've got a listener letter this is from amy hi sharon hi georgie i have a bit of a family issue i hope you guys can help with my dad hasn't spoken to his sister in nearly three years now they originally fell out when my grandfather passed away and my auntie was unhappy about how their inheritance was shared in my grandfather's will things were difficult up to that point anyway as they constantly disagreed about things such as my granddad's care and the sale of his house. I heard from my cousin recently that my auntie is having a really difficult time with her mental health after a couple of concerning health issues. I really think that my dad should reach out to his sister, but I think he's so stubborn and his pride will get in the way. Am I right to get involved in the situation with my dad and his sister? What would you do? Looking forward to hearing your advice.
1: It's, it's really tough, isn't it? A mm-hmm. lot of family arguments can happen over money and it sounds like that was oh, yeah. sort of the biggest thing here over money especially when somebody passes away and there's money left there's inheritance and how that's divided up and and that's a shame i mean a lot of divorces end because of financial reasons as well i think it's perfectly fine for you to get involved and to be honest I do this kind of thing with my family, right? When people aren't speaking to each other, when someone hasn't spoken to somebody else for a certain amount of time because there were grudges being held, there was an argument that happened or someone just got upset. Maybe there wasn't an argument, they just stopped talking to each other. I like to sort of play the mender, right mm. and what i will do is go in there and try to make that person see things from the other person's perspective even if they're wrong because the thing is someone yeah. can be wrong and not realize that they're wrong or there yeah. are these sort of hidden reasons behind it so i'll i'll try to make that person see things from the other person's perspective and here's the other thing so i've certainly been in positions where i've been upset with a certain family member or certainly fa- certain family members and i will say 99.9% of the time i am okay being the bigger person at the end of it yeah even when i feel like that person was wrong I just want to keep the peace when it comes to family and nothing that crazy has happened. I will say that as well. So I understand why some siblings or, you know, some family members might completely stop talking, but it's okay to be the bigger person and it's going to be good for you. You know, you're not going to have as, as much guilt as you might have. Yeah. And you know, when there's peace in your life and and you settle differences, It it takes you to a good place and and, and life is short, and and your auntie is not doing well. Georgie.
2: Yeah, that's true. Because your auntie isn't doing well, you obviously care about her and what she's thinking and what she's going through. And God forbid, if anything did happen to either one, they'd be so upset that nothing was squared or like just even spoken about and got it off the chest because honestly you never know when things can happen I know that my family are all they're all gone so I would love to have them back and tell them way Mm -hmm. more things and lots more things we as well I would say I'm I'm like a mender in my family as well I would make my mum hug my grandma when I moved away from home Mm because she wasn't hugging each other and I was like uh you have to give my grandma a hug from me and then they they gave each other hugs every night and ever since then my mum was like I'd have never done that if you hadn't said that and I was like yeah so you just gotta be a bit ballsy sometimes and just go do you know what this is not just about you there's more to the family than just you brother and sister there's us involved and we don't want it to be awkward when we go to events or Christmases or anything and actually you know his stubbornness can't be the reason like the reason that you all don't see each other eye to eye so I know it's really a bad thing as well isn't it And In inheritance money like it's mm. so sad like that that happens like I think we've discussed this before that sometimes people should just spend their money when they're alive and nobody else should have it
1: <laughs> <laughs> True. Who is it, Daniel Craig, that said he's going to give yeah, away? He's not going to give that? his his kids yeah. a, a grand amount; like he's going to give a, a lot of that away. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a shame when it gets to that point. I, I think that you know, ultimately, you can't force your dad into anything. But what I do is I plant the seeds. Mm. I plant the seeds. I get you thinking, and then I water the seeds. You know, yeah, like if you're good at. To, I'd get you know, him in a headlock. I'd be like, Dad, listen, <laughs> you punches <laughs> straight in the face. I'm like, yeah, listen up. <laughs> this is what you are. This is what you're gonna do. Now, I, I, I've got a sad story. Like, this is, uh, and maybe even telling a story like this could go a long way. But a friend of mine, he had an argument with his mom. And then he left the house and didn't speak to his mom. And she passed away the next day. Oh, my and God. You can only imagine how absolutely devastated yeah. he, he was by that and never had a chance to make amends, never had a, a chance to say, oh, mom, let's forget it. Or, oh, mom, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. And. When that happens, where do you even go from there? That's going to take a lot of healing and a lot of guilt that you'll probably live with for the rest of your life. So maybe you tell your dad a story like that.
2: Life really,
1: really is short. And, you know, it doesn't mean he's got to go hang out with your auntie every day. But I think just extending that olive branch and just showing like listen I do care I know you're going through some health concerns it, it, it's okay for us to be the bigger person and I know a lot of us are we've got our pride and we're stubborn we're like well they were in the wrong okay mm-hmm. but you know what you are even more in the right by pushing past that pushing past your pride yeah and, and going out there and, and being the better person okay yeah. there's never anything wrong with that agree, do it, and tell us how it goes if you get them in a headlock or if you can a seat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, please do, do let us know. And the other thing that you can do that is in your control, of course, is staying in touch with your aunt as much as you possibly can. Yeah. Don't let your dad's relationship with your aunt get in the way of your relationship yeah, uh, with your true. aunt. Yeah, that's I think you just, uh, she sounds like she needs family around, you know, as people get older, it becomes all the more important, doesn't it? So, so you get out there and, and and make sure you're there for her, and and that's gonna help. That is very mature. Yeah.
2: That is a great mature
1: <laughs> <laughs> And get you down the headlock at the same time, simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> Drag him over to to FaceTime. There you are. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, well, thank you. Oh, ooh, uh, Well, thank <laughs> oh. you for listening to The Loose Lips. To Sharon Carpenter <laughs> and breathy McBreatherson, Georgie Porter. <laughs> Bonus episode on Friday, which is extra lippy. We'll be back on Tuesday next week. Subscribe or follow. Rate and review. We're on Instagram, everybody. That's where, like, all the stuff goes, that you can see it and things,
1: at the Loose Lips podcast. Yeah, and uh, also at The Missy Porter, at Sharon Carpenter. By the way, I like your breathiness. The breathiness is like... <laughs> very sexy Marilyn Monroe is it, it? Um, oh, yeah it's annoying. Uh. <laughs> but we want to hear from you <laughs> loose lips at createproductions.com. we're also on whatsapp send your messages and voicemails to 07599 927537 cut off the zero at plus 44 if you're in the US and start your message with the word lips okay see you soon bye